This is the show that pulls back the industry curtain. We're exploring pop culture, music icons, and food gods. It's the Jeremiah Show with Dr. D. Broadcasting from the HJL Hospitality and Evolve Studios in L.A. and KZSB AM 1290 and FM 96.9 Santa Barbara. Or somewhere from the road. He's opened and fixed more than 200 restaurants, bars, nightclubs, hotels, and neighborhood joints around the globe. He's an industry driver, an author, and a columnist. He's a restaurateur with legendary rock star Mick Fleetwood in Fleetwood's on Front Street in Lahaina, Maui. And he's your radio host. And now, back from a race around the sun, Jeremiah Higgins. How can you, uh, we just came in here, uh, you just listened to, and you're probably still rocking out wherever you're at, your car, your house, your computer, your office, and you're not really working, you're listening to the the new album, that was the the first track, to, uh, Ladies from Hell, and uh, our special guest will explain that title a little bit later, don't send us any hate emails yet, um, it is so good, how do I follow that up, Dr. D, I mean... Well, I, I, I can say this much. It is great to listen to because my ears aren't bleeding. I know that I've heard that phrase before, that if you've got it up so loud, your ears will bleed. But mine are fine. I'm still hearing, and it sounds unbelievable. Well, Dr. D, I'm sitting across from you here at the console, and I don't <laughs> want to cause you any alarm, <laughs> but your ears are bleeding. Oh, dear. Okay. Well, that, that answers that question. And that, of course, I don't think I've mentioned that's off the new Jeff Skunk Baxter's uh, album, which is not out yet, uh, but you can, I'm going to give you all the information to pre-order throughout the show here, um, and it is, um, it might be one of the best albums I've heard, rock and roll, I mean this is rock and roll the way it's meant to be, and I haven't heard anything like this for a long time, um, lucky us, we got, a, we got a sneak peek of the album, lucky you, you also get a sneak peek, uh, we're going to play four of the songs that have not obviously yet been released on the show today. So you, you probably want me to tell you who our special guest is. Would you tell us who our special guest is? A very, very, very special guest. You like is, my original questions? <laughs> I do. <laughs> I like you asking back. That's um, right. Yeah, echoing, I, I don't echoing. think you need a doctor yet, by the way, doctor. Okay. I think it looks like the blood has stopped flowing a ah, little good. bit, I bet. But, um, but we got 20 minutes till we play the next That's one. So true. you might want to put some cotton in there. <laughs> uh, my special guest, my very special guest today is an emphasis on very special guest today, C.J. Vanston. Well, let's go back. Let's start here. Um, let's start where it all began. 
CJ, you were born in Denver, Colorado to Bonnie Smith and Paul Vanston. Tell me about growing up in those early days in Denver. Well, well city I've never I was only visited. There eight months. Oh, eight, eight months. Eight months because <laughs> I was born with a with a heart defect and had to have heart surgery when I was eight months old. Oh, so wow. I think something happened to me then that that's when my brain got probably lack of oxygen or something that <laughs> sent me down this uh, <laughs> this other path here. So I'm, my heart's fine. My, I'm very healthy, and but it saved my life. And anyway, we ended up back in Michigan. And uh, my parents, both musical on both, both sides, but my dad was a remarkable uh, jazz pianist. Mm. And uh, my parents split when I was four, so he got an apartment over a stage in a nightclub. And I would go visit him at four and go up on top of the, you know, in the apartment above the station. He would just lock me in the apartment and then go down and play the set. I mean, you'd never do that today. Child services would show up like in a helicopter if you did that today. Mm-hmm. How old but were you when he did that? Four. How old were Was you that? when he did that? Four. Four. Okay, yeah. They, wow. Yeah, I think you'd be in uh-huh. trouble. Yep, yep. So, Could you hear the so music would, from below? Oh, so that's what I was going to say. So I would just lie on the floor with my ear to the floor and I hear that. Oh, wow. I could hear the applause and I just loved it. Then on the breaks, the musicians would come up and they'd be like, hey, baby, hey, cat, how you doing, man? Everything good? Oh, yeah. I'm like, these guys are so much cooler than those other people I see out there. <laughs> I just love the way they hung out. So Stan Kenton, uh, great big band leader. Yeah, yeah. Loved my dad's playing. And he would always come to hear him. And uh, one time he came up to the apartment on break with his band, a few guys from his band. And he had this big shock of white hair. And I was four years old. And I looked up like, wait a minute. And I look over in the corner. There's a Stan Kenton album sitting there with the same guy. And I just, four years old, I'm like, this is the first celebrity I've ever seen. Right in the room, right? And the guys all had cool suits on. And then I thought, wait a minute. These guys are so successful. This is, this is bullshit. Because if they're so successful, why can't they afford their own cigarette? <laughs> Why do they have to share a cigarette? That's a good question. Yeah. yeah. It, was a fun, it was a funny smelling cigarette, too. You know, uh-huh. a different smell than the other cigarettes. That I was uh, there's so, the punchline. There's the line. Yeah. There's well, the reason. Uh, one time, I guess one of the guys brought a big brick of, of weed with him. And back then it was like heroin. And uh, my dad said, oh, my God, put that in, hide it in the oven. The cops will never look there. You know, because... <laughs> So then he went down and played the set, and in between songs, yeah, that was a song by Miles Davis. And the next thing we're going to do is a Dizzy Gillespie. And then the drummer goes, somebody's smoking weed in the club. Uh-oh. And they're looking around the club. Who would be smoking weed? And all of a sudden, my dad goes, Gee, oh, Jesus. <laughs> Out the door, up the fire escape, opens the door to the apartment. It's a complete whiteout. <laughs> I've turned on the oven. And he, he looks down. I'm four years old. I look up, and I go, Hi, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Stoned out of my brains at four years old. So I guess what I'm saying is I was raised by wolves. You know, Is that when you jumped on the keyboards, you could just play? <laughs> <laughs> or you thought you could? <laughs> that was a whole brain short circuit. Oh, my God. So that's, that you know, I just, I, I just knew right then that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be around these cats, these, these crazy guys. And I was, uh, you know, kind of a... Small version of a child prodigy. I mm-hmm. came to me very, very easy, 
And uh, anyway, I played, I got in, started playing classical, taking lessons. I got competing, competing at some state level stuff. And uh, was supposed to go to college for music. And that summer, I did not want to go to college and study classical music. And uh, I snuck into a club. I, I was put ahead of grades, so I was 17. And I snuck into a club and I saw an, an all black funk band. And I, it was like seeing the Holy Grail. Mm. I'm like, okay, this is the shit. What is this? They're playing Earth, Wind, and Fire, and, uh, you know, the Ohio Players, Isley Brothers, all that great stuff. And they had this amazing singer built like a linebacker, just charismatic and handsome. And so I went and bought a bunch of vinyl and, and shedded all my, got all my funk riffs together. Later that summer, I'm playing in a club. Uh, by the way, I grew up in an all-white town, just all-white mm-hmm. Mm. Playing in the club, and there's that guy standing back at the at the bar listening to me play. The only black guy in the, in the place. And I oops, I hit my effects pedal and sort of played all this funk stuff. Got done, and he was gone. I thought, well, how the hell would he walk out while I was burning it up like that? I was really pissed. So I walk off the stage. He's standing right there, and he goes, y'all playing with us now. <laughs> so, I, so I sold the car my dad got me for graduation, bought a mini Moog, and got on a yellow school bus and hit the bar circuit with a black funk band. Wow. And, that's a good and story. that was it for college. Wow. Uh, that's, that's the, the call. <laughs> and that led to all sorts of cover bands. I spent a year doing Elvis imitators. I mean, it's nuts. Uh, but eventually, uh, one of our bands went to Chicago to, uh, to make a record. And we recorded in the studio where Sticks had recorded. And I was I walked in. Whoa, what is this? So we spent five days recording all these songs. And on the sixth day, the engineer said, well, let's do some keyboard overdubs. And I had all my synthesizers. And we had four days booked for that. Well, I did it all in one day, did the whole record in one day. And the guy came out and he goes, where did you learn how to do this? You're so good at this. And I said, oh, this is the first time I've, I've ever done this. And he goes, oh, my God. OK, you're a born session musician. You got to get in the studio down here. And that led to me moving to Chicago and becoming the first call uh, keyboardist for uh, jingles for about eight years there. You know, three, four, five thousand jingles, mm. working with incredible musicians, mm. sight reading, playing jazz, classical blues, you know, making the sound of flying shrimp for Red Lobster. <laughs> you know, all sorts of crazy <laughs> shit. But it was a great training ground for the for the. Uh, for the the studio and uh, the, the top producer, there was a guy named Dick Marks. And he says, my son's making a record. You got to go out to L.A. and do a song with him. So I came out to L.A. and uh, I blew off everything I was doing there, moved to L.A. And the first song I did was a song that wasn't even supposed to go on the record. It was called Right Here Waiting. It was one of the biggest hits of the entire 80s. It was a giant hit. So my phone was just started ringing off the hook. And I just, you know, this is Phil Ramone. This is. You know, all these great producers started calling me and I started working on records and the word was out, you know, word, word got around and that was kind of, I was off and running. Crazy. Wow. It's uh it's never a straight path, is it? No. To, 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 no. to, 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 to success in your business, but what not a, only one business, yeah. but you're mastering, you know, but what a great education. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and this oh, is yeah. one of the reasons why I'm, I'm a firm believer that people have to find their own way that college formal four-year university isn't necessarily for everybody 
Well, look, music comes from 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 your soul, yeah. and your soul is enriched by life experiences. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, you got to be out living life. And I yeah. told a bunch of film students, I said, there, "There's some of you guys out there that could probably play circles around me, note wise, but you know." What I've done in my life compared to what you've done, you know, no offense, but there's no comparison. Yeah. You yeah. got to make sure you get out there and live life. And, and, and hopefully you'll, there's some disappointment in there. And of course there is, and especially if you're a musician yeah. and that comes out in your music. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's all one. I was talking to somebody last night, actually, that's a um, up and coming uh, rap artist. And if, if that's what, if that's the right term these days. And he said, uh, He's been through a lot. And he said, I said, what? Well, uh, he said, you know, thank, uh, he said, thanks for playing on my stuff on the show and all that. And I don't have a lot of support out there. I haven't had a lot in my life. And I said, well, all that stuff is, I can feel it in his music, you know. And, yep. and the same with you. It's what it's supposed to be. All the great feel. music that we, we hear is from life experience. It's so. the ones that. Anyway, just with. started becoming, you know, hundreds of sessions. And of course, sitting on the sessions, here's Steve Lukather sitting across from me. Here's Lee Sklar. Here's Jim Keltner. Here's Dean Parks, you know. So I spent 30 years in the studio with the best musicians in the world. Mm. And, you know, you better be good if you can hang with that crowd. So yeah, I learned yeah. how to play every style and work with these guys. And, of course, they they dug what I was doing. And so the word got around and all of a sudden I'm working on their records. So and Jeff was one of them. Mm. By the way, Jeff and I skunk. Uh, they were flying him to Chicago to do some of these jingles. And, oh, back uh, in the day? Yeah, and that's where I met him, was on a jingle. And the producer <laughs> was a madman. Uh, he, he started drinking at about 7 in the morning. <laughs> and uh, he was a genius and a really wonderful guy. But he, this, this time, it, the, the chart was sitting in front of us, and it just said Hyatt. And it was blank. There was nothing on it. And he goes, well, will you guys come up with something? So Skunk and I look at each other, and I just met him. And we just started playing and it was like magic. And that was the foundation for us. That was the meeting, huh? That's what Jeff said. I got to make a record with this guy. So uh, um, that's a Jeff good thing. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, listen, we got to take a real quick break, uh, sure. um, CJ. But let me, before we do answer this last question for me, if you wouldn't mind, um, you know, we talked, it's never a straight path, right? To success. And there's all these film students and musicians and artists that look at you and go, how did you make it? And they want to know the secret. and because they have no idea where to start and all that. Um, do you think that you, and everybody's in, in that business as an artist, I'm sure everybody has their own path and is going to find their own path a different way. There's not one set way. There's some principles I'm sure that you could follow, you know, treating people kind and networking and having some natural talent. Do you think you could replicate your path to success if you had to start all over today? Yes, and and for only one reason, I had an intense burning desire. That's all I wanted in the entire world. I ate, drank, and slept it every single day, laying in bed, uh, disappointed. How do I make it better? How do I get better? How do I program better sounds? How do I play better? Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely, hundred percent. It'd be a completely different path. And by the way, I feel for these kids today. Uh, it was so much cooler back then because. You didn't need to have another job. I, I grew up playing clubs and making enough money to buy synthesizers. And, and all we did was play music. That's all we did. These mm-hmm. kids today have got to focus so much on their, their social media and uh, 
and probably while having another job, you know, so. Uh, yeah, Rich Ezra was telling us uh, that now, you know, 40, they got to do 45% of the heavy lifting before they even get to a, anybody to consider to sign them, you know, get, bring up their, their image and their, yep. their media and all that. Well, we are. But talk- I would have done that. You, I would have done it and I would have yeah. reveled in it you know, because yeah. it's, it's, it's just getting to that goal. You uh, are, but I will say the last thing, what I did for a living for 35 years is a non-existent job now mm. and being a studio musician. Mm-hmm. It's gone. Mm, really? Yeah. Interesting. Well, we'll talk about that when we come back on the other side. Stay with us. We've got uh, C.J. Vanston, the great C.J. Vanston. He's American uh, film composer, record producer, songwriter, keyboardist, so much more. Uh, He's also a co-producer and co-writer on several of the tunes on the new album we're featuring throughout the show here, Speed of Heat. It's Jeff Skunk Baxter. Uh, it's his first solo album. It's released on June 17th by BMG Renewal Records. Um, social media, let me tell you where you can find and follow CJ Vanston on Instagram at CJ Vanston, Facebook at CJ.Vanston, and on Twitter at CJ Vanston. You can find him on all these platforms and keep up with him and what he's doing. Every day is a new day, and every uh, every week he's putting out new stuff, it seems like, and and, and uh, he's got his fingers everywhere. Um, incredibly talented artist, C.J. Vanston. We'll be right back after this break. Well, Dr. D, don't cut me yet. Get the album. I want you to pre-order this because I'm, I'm telling you, you're going to hear it here for yourself, and you'll make your own decision. But this is a hot album. It is so good. It's rock and roll all the way with some great um, artists on it it comes out june 17th again 2022 on bmg renew records and you can get it on amazon music spotify apple music and on the itunes store you can pre-reserve your your uh, copy today we'll be right back hey everyone this is cj vanson i'm a producer engineer keyboard player and uh, film composer and i'm here today because i'm on the jeremiah show and I am called to talk about the new record that I'm very proud of that I did with Jeff Skunk Baxter, legendary guitar player from Steely Dan and the Doobie Brothers. It's called Speed of Heat, and you're going to hear a few cuts here on the show. We're having a blast talking, and I hope you enjoy it too. And you're listening to The Jeremiah Show. CJ Vanston out. Thank you. 
Mr. Restaurant is a tasty new segment on the Jeremiah Show. Host Will Knox, renowned restaurant real estate specialist, serves up a fresh look at the restaurant business. On the menu, celebrity chefs, startups, operators, deal makers, designers, and those are just some of the appetizers. Look for all of Mr. Restaurant shows. Tell your smart speaker to play the Jeremiah Show, Mr. Restaurant. Hi, I'm Shadow Stevens. While I'm doing this and that and the other thing at the very same time, I'm having a great time on The Jeremiah Show, the greatest show in the history of the world. For the love of God, subscribe. No, seriously, subscribe. Welcome, Los Angeles. The Jeremiah Show is now on Radio Candy Radio. Discover a world of emotions, your digital radio. The Jeremiah Show airs 10 p.m. Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. RadioCandyRadio.com. Hi, I'm Marielle Hemingway, and you're listening to The Jeremiah Show. Welcome back to the Jeremiah Show. We have C.J. Vanson, the great C.J. Vanson, is on the show today. Uh, he is a film composer, a record producer, a songwriter, and a keyboardist. He is the co-producer and co-writer of several tunes on Skunk Baxter, Jeff Skunk Baxter's new solo album, Speed of Heat, is coming out on June 17th. You can pre-order your copy everywhere. BMG Records, Renewal Records, you can get it on Amazon, Apple, uh, anywhere you buy a record, go, go do that now, pre-order, I'm telling you it's hot, we just came, uh, we left with My Old School, which was the first single dropped from the album, and just came in with Speed of Heat, it's still playing in the background, it's, uh, damn, it's, it's, tearing, it's burning up the studio, Good I, I work, was going to say, uh, yeah, we, 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 we normally... I will tell you, CJ, we normally try not to get the studio this hot because of fire dangers in yeah, California. Come on. But the sprinklers <laughs> come on, so that's fine. <laughs> that's why Richard's uh, wearing okay. a hat. That's Dr. exactly. Got to keep, got to keep my uh, glasses from getting all uh, steamed up. But, but uh, that's the the music. Uh, this song coming back, one of my favorites. I think it's one of yours as well, CJ. Speed of heat, uh, Doctor D. Your shoes are on fire. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. You say you have ears. Have you listened I'm to sorry? albums? I say you. <laughs> I almost didn't catch that. <laughs> but you sit there and you listen to, let's say, an album or even just mm-hmm. a song. Uh, or uh, in my instance, I'm watching some of these awards programs. And I've been I've been engineering and producing programs and all this kind of stuff for, for over forty years. And and I'm I listen to the faux pas. Okay. What do you mean his mic isn't on? Who the hell's running this oh, thing? God. Or I have an album going back to the mid-70s, or actually early 70s. 
And it's dis- the some of the songs, the vocals are distorted. Okay, if you will, there, as some would say, there's fuzz on top. And I'm going, was not was the engineer not listening to to, well, to this guy singing and and uh, writing gain and and adjusting the levels? Well, this is ever- exactly what I was saying. Yeah. Was was the onus of me learning how to do all this stuff? Yeah, because I worked with engineers that did that. And I go, hey, move that, put that over, you know, not that, not that. And then finally, you know what? Get out of the way. <laughs> and I'd be bam, 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 bam. I could work 10 times faster than yeah. that. And, I, you know, like I said, I learned a lot from working with people that didn't know shit. Yeah. And I learned a lot from people that did. So, but a lot of motivation of, of going, I can do a better job than this. Let's go back for a second to uh, something you said right before Richard's question about um, the, the big Hollywood films, mm. 50 emails a day. I know it's just it's overwhelming. It's, it, t- it would take from your other path. I'm taking notes here. I want to be <laughs> C.J. Vanson. And I'm taking notes. Hey, look, it's heard. a flaw at the same time. There's guys that are great at doing that. Yeah. I'm just not. I, I speak up too much. So it's, like, it's being aware of what you have to offer and being that's part of, of the skill set is, and if I'm listening, I'm taking notes to get like, know yourself, know what you're good at, what you're strong at, and then try to follow that as well. There's even a more selfish thing is it's what's fun. Uh, oh, I don't yeah. enjoy uh, getting a phone call. Uh, what's that sound uh, when they're driving uh, the car? What do you mean? The sound? Well, there's a funny sound. And when they're, Driving the car in that black and white scene. Uh, what do you mean funny? What's well, honky? You mean the trumpet? Well, is that what it is? But it sounds like a weird trumpet. Well, okay. <laughs> it's 1960s trumpet. New York, <laughs> black and white. There was a, once a man called Miles Davis who played a thing called a muted trumpet. It's like, I, I'm done. Like, I can't do it. I can't do it. There's so much. It's so subjective. You and so to it. me, if I'm... I don't know. It's just not. I'm overgeneralizing. Let me but. ask you this question. I don't know if I've, I've, I'm always curious. You're, you're composing your your film <laughs> your film composer hat is mm-hmm. on right now. It's a love scene. What what instruments do you choose? How do you write that? Well, you know, there's what? a lot of times you go against the grain, and this is exactly what happens, especially in the Chris's movies. Chris has a saying: "You can't have two jokes." So uh, when we did Guffman. Uh, he said, look, I just want a little band, one violin. It's a small town. Uh, I want a violin, saxophone, piano, bass, drums. That's it. So I made up a little template in my sequencer, and I started doing the songs. And I'm like, these just aren't emotionally moving enough. And I said to Chris, I said, what if there's a guy in Blaine, that's where the government takes place, that could play anything? And so I can add glockenspiel and and, uh, you know, a synth pad or <laughs> timpani or a trumpet or whatever. And he goes, you're in the movie. <laughs> so that's me and Guffman that's playing the trumpet and the timpani at the same time. So, but anyway, there's a song in, in, uh, in uh, 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 Waiting for Guffman. And it's called A Penny for Your Thoughts. And Corky St. Clair is playing the male lead because the other guy, the macho guy dropped out. And Corky's very effeminate. And he's playing this this soldier just back from or off to war. And they sing this song, Penny for Your Thoughts. Well, it's hilarious because it's so wrong that he's singing this song to this girl, you know, this love song to her. 
but I make the song a real love song. Right. I don't have to make it funny. It's already funny. And another thing I I would say is uh, uh, there's a song where Eugene Levy comes out and sings and he's not a singer and he's just he's a dentist. But what I'm scoring is his own internal overinflated opinion of himself. So the music is grand and huge and beautiful and gorgeous. And it just works because it's going against the grain a little bit. So. I don't know. Love scene. I, so, you know, the last thing I would do would be to go right on the spot, you know, yeah. and so I'm always trying to That's work a little bit it. to the left of it, you know. Got it. Got it. Great. Great. Love the love the answer. Tell me that you guys are working on another. We need more comedy. When, is, are you guys putting out another film? Tell me he's working on. Well, that's the rumor. That's the rumor that's okay. going around. You know, I've talked to the guys and uh, it could happen. Uh, I would love to work on it. Um, uh, I can't say too much more than it. You know, I'm going to have dinner with Harry tomorrow night, so I'm going right, to find right. out. We'll, we'll keep us uh, we'll, 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 the real we'll, truth. Yeah. But I know we'll stay on the edge of our seats it. here. Uh, we, and these we, guys, by the way, I'd like to add, these guys are great musicians. These guys, and they, they're like musicologists. They know music history. Mm-hmm. They know different instruments, how they're built. And they're they're just geniuses, and they're lovely to work with. And uh, I got my fingers crossed there for everyone that we're going to do this. Or, ours are as well. I think there's a good chance. Let me put it that All right. Way. Great. Well, uh, we are going to take another real quick break, uh, CJ. So I hope you can hang got out it. with a little longer. Um, we're going to take you out here with It's All About Believing by uh, Def Leppard. Can you tell us in, in a very, very, very quickly, because we're over time, um, about, the, about the song and working with these guys? Well, I got introduced to uh, Phil Collin, the guitar player from Def Leppard, by Greg Ladani, who was uh, one of my dearest friends. And uh, he just said, you guys should write together. We started writing songs. And uh, one of the songs we wrote, he was playing this stuff for the band. And the band goes, what is that? We want to do that. We want to cut that song. And so I ended up producing that for them. And it's, uh, it's paying homage to Def Leppard, for sure. I'm a huge Def, Def Leppard fan. But I put my own twist on it. You can hear it in the intro. It's a very cinematic intro. Mm-hmm. It sound is. effecty. You know, it's got all this kind of. So, you know, I never want to like just put just my stamp on it. But there, I always like to bend people a little away from yeah. while paying honor to, to them. So I think mm-hmm. that, uh, you'll hear that in the song. All right. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Here it is. It's um, uh, from it's Def Leppard. And it's all about believing. We will be right back before I leave you, though. Uh, we're talking with C.J. Vanson. C.J. Vanson, he's a uh, film composer, record producer, songwriter, and a keyboardist, but he's also the co-producer and co-writer on several tunes on the new Jeff Skunk Baxter album, Speed of Heat, released June 17th. Put it on your calendar by BMG Renewal Records, and you can pre-order it everywhere now from Amazon Music, Spotify, Apple Music, uh, iTunes, everywhere it's out there. Pre-order June 17th. We'll be right back.
Welcome, Somerset, England. The Jeremiah Show is now on Core Radio. Keep on rocking to the core. Core Radio, the Jeremiah Show, airs at 10 p.m. Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursday. Core Radio dot rocks. Hey there, I'm Caleb. I'm Becca. And I'm Joshua. And we are a girl named Tom. Go to girlnametom.com to hear more of our music, buy merchandise, and learn about our story. You're listening to The Jeremiah Show. You've been listening to The Jeremiah Show. I am Miles Zuniga from Fastball. Hey, this is Tim. And this is Christian. We're L1011. Hi, this is Ron Sexsmith on The Jeremiah Show. The Jeremiah Show. Special guest today is CJ Vanson. If you're just joining us, I never hit the console. I'm hitting the console. Hopefully, I'm not ruining your ear. No, 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 when you're, you're fine. When you're all listening, but I'm excited. CJ Vanson's on the show yeah, today. My ears were ruined years ago, by the way. Don't worry. About it. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm apologizing to the listeners when they hear this show. They probably hear this pounding in the background. I'm just excited. I'm like, CJ's Good. here, and yeah. uh, we're talking so many great we're things. Fun. Yeah, yeah, we're having fun. Uh, well, Good. you have a correction for me, and I'm so sorry that I, we want to get everything right here on the show. Um, uh, regarding the new Jeff Skunk Baxter uh, album that's out, Speed of Heat, on uh, J- not out yet, June 17th, but you're hearing a lot of it here on the show. Thanks to CJ and Mike Gormley of LA uh, Personal Development. Thank you so much, Mike, for all your help. Dr. D, you had a question, yeah, and we'll I've probably have to take right a break. Out, ready to go, yeah. I'll ask the question, let you answer, and then go from there. Uh, as I said, I've been doing this for 43 years. I have produced commercials, programs, uh, I have produced audiobooks, I've even produced music for people in my early, early days, <clears throat> and the one thing that I loved more than anything else producing, aside from this program, is radio theater, and I was 21 years old, that's 40 years ago, I was producing a Norman Corwin play, 
called The Moat Farm Murder. And I had such a blast with all of the today primitive means by which to create sound effects and and do all of the different things. And I'm wondering, <clears throat> with all that you're doing, because you mentioned about the one song that we came back with, uh, what, Led Zeppelin, was it? Led Zeppelin? No. Was it was it that song? <laughs> Which or song? was it uh, the one with the sound effects you had mentioned, uh, CJ? Or Def Leppard. Def Leppard, yeah, Def Leppard. What did I say? Anyway, um, and I'm just wondering if you have ever branched out into other areas aside from just music, or is has music... Can I put it this way? Does music have a stranglehold on you that you're not going anywhere else? No, you're not staying. at all. As a matter of fact, I'm a writer also, and I'm uh, currently shopping a couple of TV shows. I've got an animated series uh, that uh, both Fox and Comedy Central are interested in. I've got a, I've got uh, another series, a live action. They're they're all music based. Then uh, talking to Sony about that one, and then I also have. A couple movie scripts I've written that um, if I get those things sold, then I'll have enough of a name. Maybe I can get those made. I really want to leave behind. I've lived a crazy, crazy life. Stories. We could do four hours here, and I'd just tell you some of the wildest stories, (laughs) as many musicians can. But I've Mm -hmm. had more than my share, so I want to leave these stories behind. So I I love writing also. Mm. Well, we thank you for writing all that you've written, especially the songs and the music and, and bringing it to us. This has just been fabulous. You want to take us to break, we're gonna, Yeah, we're going to go out with a Joe Cocker song. Tell us, uh, can you give us a, oh, a, a little yeah. quick click? On, uh, click. Can you give us a little story on that? Backside. A quick Back, story behind the, story, on the, way behind out. the scenes. I love I don't yeah. give you any time to set these up. but Well, I got a call from Chris Lord Algie, another legendary engineer that I've spent 30 years working with who I should have mentioned before. He's a dear friend. He's such a genius. Uh, He was working with Joe Cocker, and he needed someone to come in and sit down at the piano and help find the right keys. That's all they wanted me to do. So I went went to the studio, and I met Joe. Hi, nice to meet you, Mr. Cocker. And I looked down, the music was like, those aren't the right chords. And I said, well, well, this needs to be here. And what if, well, why are you even going to this? Why don't we chop this out and go to this? and, uh, And we did this on about eight songs. And the manager's sitting back there and, watching what's going on. And Joe said, well, he's playing on my record, isn't he? The manager's like, well, I, 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 I don't know. Well, of course I ended up arranging the entire record when they heard my, you know, ability to chop sections out, change the keys, get things, bring in different sounds. And uh, the record was a huge success. And Joe asked me to do his world, world tour. And uh, I agreed to do it for only one reason. I wanted to hear that voice come out of the monument yeah, every night. And let me tell best. you, sitting best. behind Joe Cocker, and he oh. and I had a special, special musical link. I could pep him up when I wanted to, and he'd go into his like his rocket man pose. And uh, so, you know, we ninety four. We went on. We opened our first gig on that tour was uh, playing to six hundred thousand people at Woodstock oh. too. Uh, wow. 600 you say 600,000 600,000 yeah oh, gee, gee wow so we ended up touring over 50 countries together uh two or three times around and you know just sitting on having meals together and talking about tomatoes and dogs and just a <laughs> wonderful wonderful guy what a great experience mm. and so later on after doing that for about uh 15 years uh no 10 10 years i guess 
they asked me to produce an album for him, and I finally produced uh, Heart and Soul, which this song is off. And features Eric Clapton. All right. Yep. That, enjoy. We'll be right back after this break. We're talking with uh, legendary film composer, producer, writer, screenwriter, and keyboardist, also a songwriter, CJ Vance. And we'll be right back after this break. But find him on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter <laughs> at CJ Vance. You know I love you. I love you, girl, I don't care if you don't want me, you know I'm yours right now, I put a spell on you. I put a spell on you. Because you're mine You better stop the things you do I in love I in love You know I can't stand it You're running around you know better, babe I can't stand it cause you put me down I put a spell on you Because you're mine Check out Jeremiah's top 10 new artist picks on Radio India Alliance each week. The Radio India Alliance is a chart service that allows indie recording artists an opportunity to have chart placements. We don't charge. We support RadioIndiaAlliance.com. Hi there, everybody. This is Anne Hitch. Hey, everybody. I'm Art Alex Hucks from the band Everclear. My name's Danny Drejo. And you're listening to The Jeremiah Show. Jeremiah, your love, Holmes. need help with your restaurant or hospitality business? See how we can help your business at hjlrestaurantadvisors.com. Hey, this is Jeff Stump Baxter. Please open your heart and reach out to a veteran and let them know, number one, that they are loved and respected. You won't give up if they don't give up. And you're listening to The Jeremiah Show. Often raised in the underground 
CJ Vanston, if you're just joining us, he's uh, just such a talented artist and uh, has added so much to our lives. Oh, my God. So let me just mention a couple of them. The, the, the list is too long to mention here, um, but I encourage you to look him up and, and follow him on his social. Uh, you can pretty much find him on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, on all of them at CJ Vanston. Um, he has he's, he's a producer, a co-producer, excuse me. On the new album uh, by Jeff, the solo album out by Jeff Skunk Baxter, "Speed of Heat," he's uh, he's wrote he wrote the songs all all but two, I believe. Um, let me let me tell you, he's as a film composer, a couple of the things here. If you haven't heard a couple of the projects, major projects that uh, CJ has worked on, he's uh, "Waiting for Guffman," "Almost Heroes," "Best in Show," "Sweet Home Alabama." A Mighty Wind, Slingshot, For Your Consideration, Mascots, uh, the list goes on. But he's also worked on a lot of albums, either on or with, uh, producing, writing, um, and playing on albums by Prince, NSYNC, Barbra Streisand, Ringo Starr, Celine Dion, Bob Seger, Richard Marks, Tina Turner, Joe Cocker, Peter Sitara, Spinal Tap, all right. Well, we do have to wrap up, yeah. unfortunately. But CJ, we got to have you back more. Oh, than, please! Uh, hopefully, you, you had enough fun to come back, and we can we can bribe you back here when you do new. Uh, you're always creating and doing new well, things. Well, remind we'd love me to, to tell be. you the Jeff Beck story. I'll, I'll oh, hold that. No, back tell it. Next time. Do, can you, do you want to tell it now? Go for it. Sure. Tell it now. If uh, you got, we don't want. I, I was going to give you a final word. Ones. So, uh, this is one of the greatest. A good one to leave you with. So, 1981, I was in Chicago, and I was in a band called Trillion. And we got called to open for Jeff Beck. And like, that was ridiculous yeah. that yeah. we even did that. So we went down to Carbondale, Illinois, and uh, we, it was a giant uh, indoor arena. We did our set and Jeff Beck was watching me play and I was showing off and trying to be cool. And so we finished and we went out to the front of house console. They got some folding chairs and set, up, set them up for us. The lights go down and out comes Jeff Beck and starts playing. And it's just like, Seeing God, that guy is just on another planet. Well, after about five or six songs, I've got to go to the bathroom. And I'm sitting there. But Jeff Beck's playing. He's like, I got to hold it. I can't. I can't. Like, oh, my God. I got to go. I got to go so bad, but I can't leave. What's the best thing that could possibly happen? Drum solo. <laughs> now I can go to the bathroom. <laughs> so Simon Phillips was the drummer there. So I ran backstage, showed him my laminate, went backstage. Uh, took a pee, and on the way back, that's when the PA cabinets were from the floor up, right? Yeah. So behind the PA cabinet is a cooler, and I grab grab a beer, pop it open. I lean back, and right there, standing eight feet above me with his back to the speakers where the, you know, the crowd's out there. Uh-huh. He's covered by the speakers. He's just standing there smoking a cigarette. And the whole time, <laughs> <laughs> the lights were flashing. And I'm standing there going, that's fucking Jeff Beck right there. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. 
He looks like James Bond. He's so cool. Takes <laughs> a cigarette, drops it, goes to step on it, falls off the stage oh. onto the concrete in front of me. Oh. There's nobody around. I'm the only person there. <laughs> I ran over and go, Mr. Beck, Mr. Mr. Sir Beck, sir, are you okay? And he rolls over. You're going to have to beep some of this out. He rolls over, and his pants are ripped all the way down to, to the ankle. He's oh. ripped his pants, and he's jiffy-popping. His BVBs are sticking out. Uh, you know, it's you- like, now how you want to see your hero, right? Yeah. Are you okay? And he goes, I ripped my fucking pants. I ripped my fucking pants. I'm like, oh, my God, you done it. So you okay to get up? He says, yeah. So I pick him up, like with superhuman strength, and I go, oh, my God, he's exactly my size. <laughs> so I take him back to the dressing room, and yeah. the whole time, the drum solo is going. Now the roadies are looking for him. They see me. They think I'm kidnapping him or something. He's like, yeah. <laughs> You're no, he's, oh, he's okay. It's okay. I said, tell Simon to stretch the drum solo. So the, they tell the drum check, and the drum check does the rubber band, you know. And Simon's like, whoa, I guess I'm <laughs> kicking ass here. He has no idea what's going on. Right? Just keeps going. The drum solo keeps going. So we go back to the dressing room. I go through my wardrobe. I pull a pair of pants, and I turn around, and he's standing there in his underwear with skinny legs like me. And it's like, oh, my God, not what you want to see. So I hand him the pants, and he goes, I ain't, I ain't wearing no purple pants. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, now you're going to be the, the Mr. Chooser here, not the beggar. Okay, interesting. Then I remembered I had a pair of black pants. And so I reached way down the wardrobe. Pole. I said, well, how about these? And he put them on, and he, and he turns around, like, like asking me, how does my ass look in these pants? You know that move that people do? <laughs> I'm going, you look fine. So... The roadies grab him. They take him down the hall. And the whole time, and all I hear way out there. I call somebody to me. Jeff Beck is on stage playing in my pants right now. This is unbelievable. I can't wait to tell the band. So I run and run. I go around the front of the house, run off the front of the house console. And the drummer, the band looks at me and they go, where the hell did you go? You just missed the greatest drum solo of all time. <laughs> uh, you, how do you how do you tell uh, what the guys, behind the scenes? That's crazy. Oh, guys, <laughs> got a little story for you. He's wearing my pants right now. I saved him. <laughs> oh man! So I, I actually after the concert. I, I actually expected you to That's give him awesome. your pants right there down below <laughs> uh, the stage. There, I actually did. That's well, such a good story. I'm glad we. I'm glad we. I'm glad we extended. That's oh, such me a good too. story. I love that. Oh, story. fabulous! That's uh, my closer. It's a good closer. Well, CJ, let me have you close one last thing here. Set up. We're going to play right now um, for everybody listening out there. The the new. Uh, song from Speed of Heat. It's uh, Jeff Skunk Baxter's first so- real solo album. Um, and, and producer, co-producer C.J. Vance has been on with us uh, this whole time telling us some great stories. We're going to listen to now, though. Uh, I think it's one of your favorites here, if you if I'm not wrong. You, you mentioned set up this song for us. It's Michael McDonald. And it uh, My Place in the Sun is the title of the song. Again, it's on Speed of Heat. It's going to be out on June 17th, so pre-order your copies now. Set it up for CJ, and we're going to get, we're going to take you out with just a beautiful, beautiful Well, song. we just we were making an instrumental record, and then uh, Michael's name came up, and I said, man, can you get 
can you call him? Can you get him on this? And Jeff was doing a charity event and ran into him. Michael said, I'm in. I'll do it. So we went and picked him up at LAX, drove to my studio and sat down. And in about three hours, this song just came out mm. so easily. And it was such a beautiful, it's a prayer. Beautiful. And my place in the sun is basically when, when everything's dark and I'm down, my, uh, whatever your place you go that makes you feel good, that's my place in the sun. And that's what this song is about. Mm. And the conversation between him and Jeffrey's just genius guitar playing. I mean, I should just say this. I think Jeff Baxter, if they ever make a Mount Rushmore for guitar players, he's going to be on it. Yeah. That's how heavy His he talents is. are amazing. Really and a, beautiful, a beautiful person on top of it. So I really value our years together. And you can hear it on the record uh, how much we love each other and how much we love Michael. So that's what this song is. Mm. I love We love this album. Thank you for sharing it with us. Uh, and again, I'm going to say it one more time because I, I really I really believe this is going to be the album of the year. It's going to be the album of the summer. It is good. You want it at the beach. You want it in your car. You're going to be barbecuing and camping and sharing it with your friends. I mean, this is what it's all about. This, is, this album has everything. Um, pick it up. Uh, you can pre-order June 17th. It's out by... Um, BMG uh, and Renewal Records. It's uh, co-produced by our guest today, C.J. Vanston. You can buy uh, pre-order right now. And again, it's out June seventeenth. It is Speed of Heat, and we're going to take uh, let you let you go now. Let everybody go. My place in the sun. Uh, enjoy. And CJ, can't wait to see you again, my friend. Uh, really had a good time. Thank you, Mike Gormley, for introducing us. I just want to say that one more time. Yeah. Mike Gormley. Yeah, thanks, Mike. Yeah, he's a personal uh, consultant in, in the music industry. You can get him at uh, L.A. Personal Development. Um, and he's, he's a great guy to contact. Okay. Here it is, C.J. Vanson, uh, and you can find him on all social media at C.J. Vanson. Here is A Place in the Sun. Enjoy. My steps up to this moment All at once it's clear to me Just like the pieces of a puzzle Exactly as they need to be Not to embrace my desolation Though I'm no stranger to this place Still one memory brings a smile Like a warm breeze across my face My place in the sun So true and clear Even now 
This is comedian Maz Chobrani, and you are listening to The Jeremiah Show. Listen, man. Did you like our soundtrack? Find all of our soundtracks on Spotify. The Jeremiah Show. Look for the black label. As always, a big thanks to Dr. D for making our voices come alive on the airwaves and to our station manager, Les Carroll, for letting us on the air at all. Be sure to check out our very own Richard Dugan, a.k.a. Dr. D, Peabody Award-nominated radio show. Tell me your story every Sunday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Listeners, we appreciate you and want to hear from you. Please send us your ideas at jeremiah at thejeremiahshow.com or on Messenger, on Facebook, or Instagram. The Jeremiah Show is produced by executive producer Jeremiah Higgins and sound and engineer producer Richard Dr. D. Dugan and me, your announcer, Tony Kelly. Communicate, listen more, and evolve. I'm a put my guns in the ground I can't shoot them anymore That cold black cloud is coming down This is Miles Copeland. Yeah, I just had the honor of speaking to the Jeremiah Show. Who would have believed that little old me would have the opportunity to speak on such a prestigious show? And they even talked about my book, Two Steps Forward, One Step Back, My Life in the Music Business. So it was a great pleasure to uh, be on that show, the Jeremiah Show. I love you.